let's do something a little different. Maybe this week we will be the only podcast in America (laughs) that's not about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Just a thought. No, I have something else on my mind this week. I want to talk about how hard it is raining outside of my office right now as I'm recording this episode. Let's talk about the rain, shall we? Hello again, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of our in-process podcast here at Redmond Presbyterian Church. Uh, My name is Austin Ashenbrenner. I'm the pastor here, and uh, it's just me. You're stuck with me this week, so uh, my apologies, or or hopefully that's not such a terrible thing. Uh, The last couple weeks, we've had some great guests from Austin Rabine to Kelly Soifer. Uh, I encourage you to go back and listen to some of those episodes, Uh, but this week... uh, like I said, just me. In the intro, I mentioned briefly that I wanted to talk about uh, the rain. And I'm not kidding. Right now, outside of my window, my office window, as I'm recording this, uh, I'm in Redmond, Washington. So if you're listening to this from somewhere further away, maybe you don't uh, know exactly what I'm talking about. It has been raining uh, in, a, in a way that we are not used to around here uh, in these parts. It is pouring. We're used to a lot of rain in the Northwest, specifically uh, in the greater Seattle area, but it has just been a a constant downpour for the last four or five days. And it's something else. And it made me think about the fact that uh, my wife and I have an ongoing friendly debate uh, where the rains start coming around this time of year, typically. And I get a little bit giddy. I love it. Uh, unapologetically friends, I, I love the rain. Uh, I am, I'm a true Northwesterner. Uh, I missed it when we didn't live in this part of the country. I love it now that we're back. I'm not crazy. I usually do get to that point in December or January where I get a little sick of the rain, but for the most part, I love it. My wife, not so much. She's more, uh, sane and like most people in the world, uh, appreciates a good sunny day and, uh, and just gets really tired of, of the rain and I don't blame her. And I, and I, and I totally get it. I I understand why people don't love the rain, but here's why I do. Uh, rain makes us among other things. It makes us slow down as people, uh, when it's raining, especially when it's raining as hard as it hard as it is right now, uh, it's impossible for us to go about our days normally right? Uh, if you want to go for a walk, uh, you can, but you're going to have to, to put on some extra layers and a raincoat and you're probably not going to want to go for as long of a walk. Um, you're probably going to be more inclined to stay inside and, uh, and hunker down with a good show or a good movie or a good book, uh, and hang out with friends and family. And I love that. I love that rain slows us down. It makes us pause for a bit. Uh, I guess you could say I'm, I'm just, a a grown up kid, uh, on that morning when you wake up and you find out it's a snow day and you can't go to school and, and you're forced to stop and, and, and you get to play or you get to do something else. And, and, and I, again, I love that about the rain. And I was thinking about that because as you know, if you've been listening uh, with us in this second season of our podcast, we're focused this fall and this school year on this topic of rest and renewal. And I was thinking about how I love the rain because it it forces us to to rest a little bit, forces us to slow down. 
I read this quote from the the poet Mary Oliver recently where she says, uh, attention is the beginning of human devotion. Attention, let me say that again, attention is the beginning of human devotion. And if you know anything about Mary Oliver, and I'm not a Mary Oliver expert, but I do appreciate her poetry. Mary Oliver uh, was fond of going for long walks uh, in the woods around her home, around her uh, immediate area. Uh, And she would just, she, she was a big proponent of just being observant, paying attention to the birds that you see, the, the trees, uh, nature around you. Uh, one story I read said that Mary Oliver was fond of hiding pencils in trees so that she would never be caught uh, without the ability to, to write something down when, when inspiration struck. I love that idea. Uh, but that was what Mary Oliver would do. She would walk around. She would pay close attention to the world around her, to people, to nature. And she would write beautiful poems about uh, what she saw. Attention is the beginning of human devotion. Attention is what happens when we pause for a second, when we stop, when we step back, when we slow down, when we do less. Oftentimes, I think when we talk about the the concept of rest, um, and maybe this is just me, I, I find us talking about how can we fit rest into our otherwise busy schedules, just kind of shoehorn it in there as if it's just going to be one more thing that, that we do. You know, we're going to stay as busy as we normally are, but we're going to tack on some rest, maybe a nap in there. And I think what we're missing is this idea of actually doing less. I think we love the idea of poets like Mary Oliver telling us to pay attention, mystics like Thomas Merton telling us, you know, similar things to, to notice God's presence all around us. I think we like the sound of that, but I don't know if we actually love or embrace the idea of, of doing less with our days, doing less with our schedules and our life, right? When Jesus uh, tells his followers time and time again uh, to love their enemy or to forgive those who hurt them or to serve the poor or to give their resources uh, away so that others uh, can be fed and, and, and can have enough. I think we understand at least at the very least intellectually how countercultural that life that Jesus is calling us to might look like, right? To, to forgive our enemies, to love our enemies. That's I think we understand that's not the way things are typically done. That That is hard work. But we hear the call. We understand, I think, at least on some level, that it is important. And, and, and so on our best days, uh, we respond. But I wonder if we understand that that when Jesus calls us to, to rest, to come and, and find rest, to lay down our heavy burdens and, and take his yoke upon us. I wonder if when we learn about Sabbath and this idea that, that, that God calls us to experience this, this rhythmic rest as a gift in our lives, I wonder if we understand how truly countercultural that is. I think sometimes we we experience that calling as um, a lofty ideal, like it, it would be nice, or or maybe some of us experience uh, that invitation to rest or to unplug as a nuisance. Hey, I'm busy here. I got so much stuff. Don't tell me to slow down. 
But I wonder if we really understand um, at our core when Christ calls us to come and find rest, how against the grain we're being asked to swim, right? How, how, how countercultural that is. None of us, I don't, I don't think would raise our hands and say, you know, we want our kids to have less activity in their life or to do fewer things. Uh, very few of us would, would raise our hand and say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to put myself up for that promotion or, or try to uh, get higher on, on the ladder at work. We typically want to do more and achieve more and, and, and go higher. Um, and, and again, I guess I just want us to ask the question, is that always uh, the life that we want to live? Is it possible that when Jesus calls us to come and, and find rest and that there's this invitation to do less, that there might be a gift in that? find uh, more opportunities to to connect with our family or to connect with God and ourselves and those around us. I think about a, a close friend of mine who who did just what I just described a few seconds ago. Essentially, I, I, I wasn't a part of the conversation, but essentially told his bosses in his, his big corporate job that, you know, I want to be home at five o'clock on weekdays. I don't want to work uh, 60 or 70 hours a week. I don't want to be responding to my emails on the weekends. And if that means I'm not promoted to senior vice president or whatever, I'm okay with that. And, and, and he has a wonderful job and he provides for his family. He, he works hard, but I loved that, that picture of, of, um, recognizing the, the gift of, of rest or the gift of less in his life. I think part of the reason why I, I bring this up, I, I, I want to start this conversation and invite you, uh, whoever you are out there listening along with me, uh, to participate in this conversation with me, to share your thoughts, comes from the fact that a, a week or so ago, I was having another conversation with a group of parents about this idea of rest and renewal and busy and exhaustion. And something struck me in the way the conversation was taking place. As I listened to people describe how busy they were, especially as the school year was beginning and, and curriculum nights were coming up and sports seasons were underway, almost to a person, people were describing their busy and exhausted lives uh, as if there was this um, uncontrollable and all-powerful force acting against them. It, it was as if the, the busy schedule was kind of this abstract monster kind of out there that, that we were all powerless against. There was nothing we could do. It was just, you know, this is how it is. Like we're all so busy and there's nothing we can do about it. And as I listened, I, I wasn't in any way, uh, judgmental of that. I was listening going, Oh, that that's right. That's exactly how I talk about that. When I feel busy, when I describe what it's like zipping kids around to volleyball practice and, and other activities, I describe it in that same way that it feels like busy is, is being done to me. And I, and I have 
no recourse. I can't, I can't slow it down. I can't, I can't get off this train. It just is what it is. But I don't know if it needs to be. I don't know uh, if, uh, if we want to keep doing all the same stuff and, and doing more and more and more, then yes, it will always feel that way and always be that way. But when I hear Jesus calling us to come and find rest, to come and lay down our heavy burdens, the question that does continue to linger for me is, where and how will I do less? Where will I let go of, of certain activities, maybe even things that are good, things that I enjoy, but, but let some of those go uh, so that I can experience the gift of being in connection and healthy relationship with God and myself and, and with others. Maybe that means, um, you know, things like, I know this is going to sound cliche, that I put my phone down more often than I do. Maybe it means there will be some volunteer activities I, I have to say no to. Maybe it means that, you know, I encourage my kids to maybe do one less activity, even if that means someday, you know, their college application won't shine quite as brightly. I, I don't know. I know there will be sacrifices in, in this work of, of doing less, but I'm also convinced that just as Jesus calls us to love our enemies, which sounds crazy and, and countercultural, that this idea to come and find rest, to experience wholeness and peace and, and shalom, likewise is countercultural and likewise is, is, is a gift, is a gift of, of God's love and God's grace for all of us. And, and something personally that I, I would, I would want to know more about. I would want to grow in my knowledge and, and, and depth of insight about that. So I guess this is a bit confessional. This is me saying I want to learn more about that and, and would love to hear how you're all doing that. Uh, perhaps there are, are things that you've already made decisions about doing less and you've let go of some things. I'd love to hear about that. Maybe there are some things that you're currently debating uh, between this or that or, or, or maybe like me and, and these other parents I was talking to, you feel that uh, faceless, shapeless kind of monster out on the edges of your calendar uh, as this this unstoppable force making us all busy and, and you're feeling uh, a bit overwhelmed by that as well. Feel free to uh, shoot me an email or add a comment uh, in, in the show uh, section on, on the Apple podcast place or um, if you're if you're around Redmond, uh, give me a call. We'd love to grab coffee and continue the conversation. This is a short episode today, just about 15 minutes long, but just wanted to get these thoughts out there and into the ether and, and we'd love to see the conversation continue. So thanks everybody for stopping and talking about the rain with me for a few minutes. Ironically, uh, in the 15 minutes since we've talked, the rain has stopped. So I guess that means uh, I can go outside again. Hope you all have a great week and we'll talk to you soon.